welcome to Sequel Pitch, the podcast where four film fanatic friends pitch their best, their most ingenious, their most bonkers, their most berserk sequels to <laughs> movies that don't currently have one. I'm your host this week, Matt Rushton, and joining me, as always, I have A, the adorably addicted to clones, Andy Henry. <laughs> Hello. Giving it away already. <laughs> D, the dedicated to Dwayne Johnson sequels, Drew Toynbee. <laughs> Hello there. I love it when you don't tell them what's coming. And R, the right royale, man of many voices, Ross Armston. Yes. 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 Oh. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Money, what we're doing this week? <laughs> Don't take it from Ross. Yes, if you haven't worked out already, this week we are looking into the world of 007, James Bond himself, looking at the most recent episode. Yes, the most mm-hmm. recent episode in the saga, Spectre. I forgot what the called what it was called for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that haven't seen Spectre, it is the 24th movie in the franchise. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You've got 23 to watch before it. You don't need to watch them all. Start with Casino Royale for the purposes of this. But if you haven't seen Spectre, as always, Sequel Pitch delivers you a 60-ish second summary. That's my responsibility this week, and I will kick it off right now. After the death of M and the events of Skyfall... Bond receives a cryptid message from the past from M herself, which sends him on a rogue mission to Mexico City, then eventually Rome, where he meets Lucia Sciarra, the beautiful yet forbidden widow of an infamous criminal. Bond infiltrates a secret meeting and uncovers the existence of a sinister organisation known as Spectre. Meanwhile, back in London, Max Dainby, played by Andrew Scott, the new head of the Centre of National Security, questions Bond and the 00's actions and challenges the relevance of 00 and MI6, led by M, Ray Fiennes. Bond is put on indefinite leave for his actions, but covertly enlists Miss Eve Moneypenny, played by Naomi Harris, and Q, by Ben Whishaw, uh, to seek out and find more out about what's going on. Uh, They seek out Dr. Madeline Swan, uh, the daughter of one of his old nemesis, Mr. White, who shoots himself. Uh, They they find out that she may hold the cue for untangling the web of Spectre. Uh, As the daughter of the assassin, she understands Bond in a way that most others cannot. Uh, Bond ventures towards the heart of Spectre. Uh, he learns a chilling connection between him and the kind of the Overlord, uh, his real en- enemy, Blofeld, played by Christopher Waltz. Uh, and basically, everything that he's been through through all of the Daniel Craig Bond movies, uh, everyone he's lost, it's all been orchestrated by Blofeld. Chaos on shoes, lots of fights, lots of explosions. Bond eventually has the chance to kill Blofeld. But put and put an end to everything. But of course, he's the righteous man. He chooses to spare him. He empties his gun, throws it into the river. Blofeld's taken in. Bond appears to resign and drying off with Madeline. The end? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously not. I think that kind of sums it up in a very loose and. You need to go and watch these films. Bond films are complex. But what do we think, boys? It's a fun one, this one. Yeah, Drew's got an essay apparently. So 
<laughs> All right. Well, Ross, go first. Then. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. We'll Christ. save the essay till Anyone last. would think we're here to talk about films or something. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's not as strong for me as Skyfall. Sky, mm. like for me, Casino Real Royale uh, really set off the the franchise in a whole new direction that you hadn't seen before. And then Quantum of Solace was a bit of a dip. Um, there wasn't really a memorable bad guy in Quantum of Solace. Like, I just didn't feel as... And then Skyfall came in and and it, and it was really good. They have some really good moments in Spectre. There's some, there's some really good... Like the beginning, the opener, where it, in the in Mexico City when uh, it's all kind of looks like one shot and he just follows him up to the roof and then then the the sort of ah uh, just the little guitar riff of the ding 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 and he's just like uh, you know moving his collar uh, of of his uh, his cuff um it just looks badass and you're like yeah cool <laughs> and then it sort of dips a little bit i felt it sort of dips it always does kind of in in the Bond films, they always start really strong, and then it, it sort of just, um, and I didn't like the fact that they just totally go, oh yeah, I got this video from from yeah, from M. yeah, it's, just, yeah, yeah. That's the beginning of the. So I before before we go any further, I do like this film. I like it. I think more than most people like i'd certainly when it came out this film i felt had quite a big backlash against it mm. um but i th- i think it looks fabulous like it's mm-hmm. a great looking film i love that they've finally kind of started flipping the the tropes of all the women in bond's life die because they don't in this one and and i really appreciated that yeah. Um, I mean, she gets a look of death from Christoph Waltz when he's lying on that road, though. <laughs> she does. Is yeah. she going to be alive for long in the next film? Mm. Yeah, but like mm. Lu- Lucia, um, uh, Monica Bellucci's character, like, is so marked for death. But he's like, no, no, I'll call Felix and get you out. And it seems like he does. And that's yeah. great. But yeah, the fact that M, who was. The previous M, that is, Judy Dench, was so dedicated to her job, but she kept this DVD secret and gave it only to Bond. When there's no reason, there's no explanation for why she would have kept this investigation off the books. <laughs> None at all. And like the other the other big issue that I have with this movie is Bond just kind of falls into the answers for everything like yeah. he gets it he he kills the guy because M, M said kill him and then go to his funeral goes to the funeral and is like oh okay what do i do here i know i'll go and fuck his wife so he does <laughs> and then she's just like oh yes by the way his his secret organization will be meeting will be meeting tonight yeah, yeah. it's exactly tonight and here's the password and exactly how you get in and then he gets in and then blowfell's just like oh hi james and then james runs away and then he he hears them mention mr white so he gets there first mr white shoots himself in the face and like mm. bond doesn't do any like secret agenting or detective work he just shows up someone says oh do this and he goes oh okay how do you all feel about the introduction well the reintroduction of blofeld 
and this idea that he's been masterminding everything that's happened. I for me, it it absolutely feels like Daniel Craig wanted out probably after Skyfall, but then uh-huh. Skyfall and Mendez did a really good job, and he was like, "All right, I'll do one more." And then everyone was like, oh, "Okay, how should we do?" All right, well, go big or go home. Let's retrofit it so that Blofeld was behind everything. And, like, if you stop to think about it, it's complete fucking bollocks. Like, but in the moment, Christoph Waltz is just so fabulous in yes. every single role. I've never not enjoyed him, and including this one, despite how little he has to do. And in the moment, for me, it works. Andy, what do you think? Yeah, I didn't really believe the I didn't really believe all that too much. I'm not a massive Bond fan, I think, so maybe maybe it would have hit me more if I was. Right, we'll skip but, you then. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. Um I, I yeah, I say he's that yeah, the, the one thing I didn't like about Bond basically is because he never really had a character and then, you know, I kind of realized he was the mask for the people the audience puts on, you know, to feel you know you put on a, a suit and you're suddenly james bond so i get that now i do like that craig's ca- uh, bond has a bit of an arc and stuff but i don't know for me still wasn't really enough to kind of connect with him and and care too much i mean i, mean, I, I think i've watched all the bonds actually but none of them have really impressed me too much uh, casino royale kind of did um but yeah it was all right ross how about you mate i i I'm a bit like Drew on this one. I feel I feel that it was a little bit forced. I feel that it was like they they had to try and link it all together. Um, and the fact that you know James Bond in Skyfall sees this picture um, and it's got the burned like Christoph Waltz's little child has got a burn mark over his face. Mm. So you're like, oh, and then you see the same picture later on. You're like, Inspector. You're like, oh, that's, oh, his dad was, ah, Blofeld's dad was, uh, <laughs> like, really friendly with um, James Bond and, like, just thought of him as a son. And, and then, yeah, that felt like a bit like, well, you didn't really need to, I don't know. Some, If I think about it more, like Drew says, I'm a bit like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's a bit weird that they're like, um yeah yeah you're you're related you're my basically my my brother my stepbrother mm. um which i didn't really get um they just wanted that tension i guess didn't they yeah <gasps> it's his brother i am your father luke but, but in terms of in terms of like daniel craig's journey i think it's been really like yeah it's been good and i like the fact that it starts off in casino row where he's like you know what i've heard double o agents don't have a very long life expectancy which they never talk about and they never talk about in all of the james bond movies they never reference any of the other james bonds that were before them um and i like the fact that he even just in that line i know it's from a different movie but i like the fact that they play on that i would have liked to see more stuff about previous james bonds not necessarily cameos or anything but explaining are they dead did they die did did they just retire or or what um and i I like the fact that they've Craig has gone on, yeah, and and they play on the fact that you know he's he's got a lot of air miles on him, and it's not as easy as it is 
like you know when he first saw Q he was like are you still in, in school uh, in the in, <laughs> in Skyfall or, yeah in Skyfall sorry you were saying about the previous actors and did they die and stuff yeah it's funny because I never ever had an issue with that I was just always like okay this is this year's James Bond and yeah. it wasn't serial and so when it was recast yes there was there's the thing with um on Her Majesty's Secret Service um, where uh, George Lazenby shows up and goes, this never would have happened to the other guy. And, <laughs> and it does that weird callback. But I've always just been like, oh, yeah, they are They're all in a, the same a, character. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just okay, what if, what if Bond happened now and he was a secret agent right now? This is how it would be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for me, in Skyfall, them going back to his family home, and being like, no, like definitively, he is James Bond. He's not taken over from Pierce Brosnan, who took over from Timothy Dalton. Yeah. This is just who Bond is in this one. And when he steps down, the new Bond will be their own Bond. And that's just how I've always seen it. No, that's just, and we talked about this on WhatsApp, didn't we? We talked about this mm. off air. Like for me, I was the complete opposite. And I think Andy comes from a similar point where. I thought James Bond was a code name and an alias and essentially anyone could be James Bond 007 because it's just the alias that you're given. Um, so for me, Skyfall introducing Andrew Bond and his father and, and really going into that story made me go, fuck, well, that's just ruined all of my Bond history because I was just like, right, yeah. yeah, the next one, he probably dies in action. They don't talk about him out of respect. Bring in the new James Bond um, yeah. Where yeah, now all of a sudden it's like no, this is it's a genuine story. It will have an end, and the next movie to come is a reboot of James Bond with a brand new actor, which I will ask you about in a second. But uh, what about Andy Ross? Well, how do you feel about that introduction? And did it like were you thinking that anyway, or? Yeah, I always liked that. That uh, there was a kind of like a title that just got passed on. Um, I like the idea that it's, yeah, you kind of. It's every new actor is kind of like what Bond was like this and in this time and stuff. But um, I much prefer the idea that because, you know, James Bond, I like, like just the idea that obviously is so famous like in our world. I like the idea that it's like somewhat famous in that world, even though he's like supposed to be a secret agent. <laughs> that everyone's would, everyone's that a little bit like if James everyone Bond. is aware, like, ah, oh, my name, my name's James Bond. Oh, Oh, you, for you're British the James Bond. Right, yeah, let's ah. shoot, shoot him. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it ruins my dream, but hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I always just like the, the title. I always like the idea that they died off screen and then, yeah, you just, out of respect or something, you just don't talk about it and you're just like, this is fun now. <laughs> and, uh, it is interesting to see where they will go, like, because basically the, the studio, like MGM, um, they had to steer away, f- like, from the early James Bonds and the early misogynistic sort of like Mm. um, stuff. So they had to, this was the only way to go for them. They had to give him more character. They had to give him more backstory and ground James Bond because gone are the days of Roger Moore, like, or, you know, uh, Sean Connery just wooing women and throwing a toaster in a fucking bath and going yeah. shocking um <laughs> they need to, like the modern day audience especially like now obviously you've seen the trailer for no time to die they've got a female 007 um which is mm. which is really cool like and, and it's the way that they 
they have to go now. And it'll be interesting to see now if they do any more James Bonds, whether they will reboot it again or if it will continue on w- yeah, in the same world of Daniel yeah, Craig. And potentially just passing on the 007 but not the James Bond. Or unless this is when the Broccolis have been like, right, everyone's been saying for years that it's a code name. And so we're just saying Daniel Craig, all the stuff that came before is what came before, but Daniel Craig is James Bond. And we will say canonically that at the end of No Time to Die, he dies Mm. and the code name 007 comes with the name James Bond from now on. Like, I could see it. I could see it happening because (laughs) that's, it's all it's all about tone and industry trends as well because like if you look at the tone of particularly Roger Moore like the Connery stuff was was just overly sexist but it was kind of a bit hard-boiled spy thriller manly man save world mm. then you get to Roger Moore and it just goes utterly bananas and like there's <laughs> yeah. there's space Venetian gondolas that are hovercrafts and pigeons doing double <laughs> takes and going to space and all this kind of stuff and if you if you think about what the modern version of that would be it would be like Fast and Furious or Marvel movies frankly yeah. but then yeah. Casino Royale happened because it was a response to the Bourne movies and then they did a couple of more serious bonds and then Skyfall came out around 2012 and the MCU had really kicked off and so they were like okay no people like serialized movies that link to each other so let's make them link up now so it will be it will be genuinely fascinating to see where it goes next in in Skyfall and Spectre, Spectre as well, they do hark back to the era of the old James Bonds with the Batista's bad guy with the f- fucking nail, the metal yeah. nails, and the one word of like dialogue he has. Yeah, and 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 the Komodo dragon from the Skyfall yeah. as well. Um, and there's like there's bits of that that era still in the movies but it's it's more grounded in modern day which i really like and i i like that i like the fact that you've got batista with like metal nails it doesn't seem stupid to me like that he Uh because it's a bond movie and you've got to have like a sort of a villain and like yeah Yeah. Um, that train fight though was a was pretty good yeah like like really good like the train fight no no soundtrack it was very like one camera and you feel every yeah, punch, and that you brutal. you can tell that they feel every punch. That was a really good mm. scene. Although, um, again, like considering that Blofeld like welcomes them in with open arms, and seemingly was really keen on really viciously torturing Bond. Did he really want Hinks to just murder him on a train? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, like, could I not watch would, it? Yeah, how annoyed would Blofeld be if if Dave Batista shows up and he's like, "Yes, I killed them." He's like, oh, oh, <laughs> shit, you were meant no. to die. <laughs> yeah. Poke him with my needles. Which he does, and then it doesn't make any difference, yeah, does it? I, this is why I, like, I don't like Bond, is because he's like, oh, these needles are going to uh, do something forget, to your make sight Make you forget balance. Madeline's face. And, yeah, and then well, the next scene, he's just like, I'm fine. I think like, no, was, he, say, he says it. It says it's like a, a chance yeah, of it happening. Yeah, that's like what I was prob- about to say. Yeah. There is mm-hmm. like one right tiny point. line of dialogue that's like, if we get it exactly Sun- right, it will do this. But why not just have him be doing it to yeah. cause pain? <laughs> but that, that scene follows on 
from one of the fucking coolest bits is where they're d- both talking to each other and you've got the biggest explosion in cinema history apparently <laughs> on the Guinness Book of Records yeah because um, yeah. oh shit yeah I remember with yeah, Blofeld's yeah, yeah. bass just blowing up yeah. and they look watching the making of that it looks fucking imagine mm. watching that that that's all real practical effects yeah. they used yeah, gallons great. and gallons of TNT but like. that's it, again like it's always bugged me that like it, so Blofeld's bass which all runs on solar panels by the way they make that quite clear <laughs> it's all actually made of petrol <laughs> <laughs> solar panels are a facade fuck the planet yeah, yeah. <laughs> also he survived that with just yeah. a little a little cut on his eye yeah, yeah he got uh. blown up he had a grenade <laughs> blow him up and then he got extra double secret blown up with fire <laughs> plot armor we all need it yeah. goodies and baddies yeah. Anyway, we could talk about this film all day. I have one question, then I want your good, bad, and score. Who's the next Bond? Mm. I'll kick us off. Idris Elba, without doubt. No, Idris Elba. See, I love Idris Elba. Yeah, exactly. I love I love the idea, and I would totally be on board. But he's too old. We need someone who can at least be in it for the next eight years. There's three to four films. When the Night Manager came out, everyone was saying Tom Hiddleston, but I don't know. He'd bulk up a little bit, but not too much. But I could definitely. I'd, I'd agree with that. Some people um, also say Tom Holland as well. A bit too short, isn't he? Though. Yeah, I can't. Mm. I can't see Tom Holland. Maybe in like ten years. But yeah. what about Robert Pattinson? I could. I could maybe see Robert Pattinson, especially seeing as he's just done Batman. Yeah. But or Daniel Radcliffe. I typed in English actors for my inspiration on who to play. Not Daniel Radcliffe. I know the two. The first two came up with Pattinson and Radcliffe, I mean, and I was like, if, if Tom Holland's too short, then unfortunately Dan Radcliffe's too short. Yeah. Although I would say that too. You know who I reckon could be in with a shout would be um, Reggie Jean Page from. Um, yeah, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are saying him now as well. Really? Strange. Yeah. I yeah. Think that's why. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. People are tipping him as to like. Yeah. Because I reckon, I reckon they're gonna go younger. Because Daniel Craig Definitely. was was like late thirties. They need to yeah. sign him for like four to five pictures, basically, and say this is gonna be like ten. You can do obviously do other shit in your life, but hopefully. Because that's to say, like, I just don't think they have an had an overall arc basically for the whole of Craig's Bond. So if they actually sat down and mapped out when this is it, basically, then um, well, or be, yeah. they yeah they'll either do a long narrative or mm. I reckon they'll go the other way and just be like right yep yeah, we're just gonna do fun stuff and each movie's yeah. just gonna be its own self-contained fun cool yeah. action spy story and we're gonna try and take on the Fast and the Furious franchise because that's gonna end in a few years yeah with that let's get to your scores the good the bad and the scorey. Um, Andy, go on. We're with you. Let's kick it off. Favorite bit? Do you have a favorite bit? A worst bit? Um, I the, my favorite bits were the helicopter stunts because I don't think I've seen that in a in a, in a movie. Um, and they were really good. Loved it. The CGI background and stuff, and it wasn't too distracting. And obviously the fights were really good. Um, I did make a note when he pulls the ring off the guy's finger. Did he actually see the octopus on the on the ring, or did he just go, Ah, I'm gonna take that. If you're gonna die, I'll fall now. He he saw him do the hand gesture when he arrived at the meeting. Right. Oh. Okay. And okay, so, yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. That and I loved when he was uh when he when when he was in that snowy place and he was beating up some guards and some guy some guard got up and he just went no stay and the guy was a bit <laughs> like yeah oh, that's right. a funny bit. that was good <laughs> but um yeah for me just kind of what I've gone on just not not 
amazing for me if you want to watch an action film or uh, anything like this just turn to the fast and furious in my opinion it's a lot more fun i'm gonna take i'm gonna say two and a half kites dancing in a hurricane nice wow i'll right take that down before the else does mm. yeah drew um yeah the i've i've can't, i've done all of my good and bad already the the good is the cinematography the fact that they've evolved the character um Craig's performance, Christoph Waltz's performance, um Leia Sadu's performance, um Ralph Fiennes as M is fucking great. There's so, so, so much to love in this film. Um the bad So much to choose from, isn't there? There well, but that's the problem. There is an awful lot to choose from that's not great in this film. Um but I the the more I've watched it, the more I enjoy it. Um, so I'm going to go 3.75 demolished MI6 buildings in Vauxhall that have stood exploded for three years without even <laughs> scaffolding or a tarpaulin over the hole. <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much, Russ. Uh, I am going to echo, this just sounds like I'm just copying Drew, but I'm echoing everything that Drew says. Uh, I I love the uh, the biggest explosion in Blofeld's uh, uh, compound. I love the, the car chase scene, the fight scene. Uh, I love, yeah, all of that. And the bad I echo with uh, Drew. Uh, so I'm going to give it... Um, is it going to be a four or a 3.9? Who knows? Ooh, yeah. I'm going to go for four because I do love James Bond. So I'm going to give it four bulletproof glasses in a random uh, bit of the <laughs> MI5 um, out of five. Thank you very much. Cool. Um, yeah, we've covered a lot. I think for me, I love a lot of the stuff we've talked about. My biggest thing that I love is the character arc for James Bond. Um, and how it develops each movie. I feel like Daniel Craig is having a great time with it whilst he questionably signs on and off each time. Um, my biggest disappointment with it actually was Max Denby. Uh, like, See, I feel like they really could have made something more of him. Mm. Andrew Scott is a brilliant actor, and I feel like he just played what he plays in every British spy-based thing, i.e. Sherlock. Like, mm, there was yeah. nothing really more to his character and I thought they could have had more because that would have then given M more, you know, Ray Fiennes having two stellar actors like that, their face off at the end was great. I just kind of wanted to see more of a build up towards them getting to that point, yeah, you know, while yeah, they're having yeah. to try and work together. But that's one of the things I was a bit disappointed about. And yeah, there's plenty of flaws seeing the blue light and the smoke while they're smoking cigars and stuff yeah, in the that, beginning. God, like, that just for me. fuck's sake, don't wa- don't waste time. Just take yeah. the shot. You've heard enough. <laughs> well, and also lasers that lasers that do that and and pick up sound off of glass surfaces and things, they're not visible lasers. Like that's the least covert thing in the world. And still yeah, you can't win them all. So contrived. Just have one of them look out the fucking window. He's right there five <laughs> meters away. <laughs> Need better glasses. Either way, I still enjoy it, and I love what they've done with this uh, this branch of the Bond films. I'm going to give it 3.77 out of 5. <laughs> Are you really going to do that and mess You're up You're going to mess convention? up Absolutely. everything, aren't you? Oh, God. All right. That's why my, my, oh. next, my next score will be like 
What would you say? Point seven. We, we point so we, Matt has just smashed the point two five scale. Like, oh, we, Matt. We're allowed to for Bond. We're now on a five hundred point scale, boys. Just so you know. <laughs> um, so our combined score for the twenty fifteen Sam Mendes film Spectre is three point five one, um, which comes in just point one, point <laughs> one <Matt>. above Labyrinth. <laughs> Um, no, very middle of the road for us. Point Boom, one above Matt. labyrinth, and what's it coming below? It, it's kind of, oh three point seven five, and the the next ones above it are signs and Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Okay, I feel like that's a comfortable place for it to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, okay. Ross threatened to break the point two five rule with his three point nine. Okay, so I'm just copying <laughs> suit off yeah. this guy. Ah, uh, that's fine. You know, we never actually decided on it we just did it one day <laughs> because it made life easier <laughs> yeah. Yeah. either way gentlemen we have our score we've reviewed the movie we've re- talked about the wider franchise and now it's team to see team now it's time <laughs> to see how you guys are going to take it on another step as it's time to get your sequels pitched this week i'm going to go in reverse alphabetical order meaning ross holmston you're up first Okay, um, my um, Bond film is called Scion, or I think mm. it's Scion. It I is, think that's yeah, Scion. Yeah. Uh, Scion. S-C-I-O-N. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Scion. Um, James Bond thought he could enjoy retirement with Madeline. Madeline or Madeline? Madeline. Madeline, but Blofeld had something else up his sleeve. His son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In the Take opening sea, oh, in the opening sea, we see the sweeping vista of the Italian mountains. We then focus on two people skiing together. They remove their helmets, and we see it's James Bond and Madeline, 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 Madeline. Madeline makes a quip about how James is getting slow with his old age. They laugh. Then all of a sudden, they are shot by some not not shot. They are shot at by some bad guys. Um, this kicks off the opening action sequence that Bond is famous for. Bond and Madeline take out some bad guys using trees. Maybe Bond stabs one of the guys with the little stick thing that you use to steer on the um uh the 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 they have a fight with more bad guys, but the house stilts are blown away, and the house starts careering down the mountain. Anyway, Bond and Madeline barely make it out before the house career- careers off the cliff, and they are left hanging. Opening Bond music by Leo, uh, Lewis Capaldi. Cut to London. We see M going into his office and is surprised when he sees Bond and Madeline. We have some establishment that Bond has been away for three years and in that time the CNS has been disbanded and full control has been given back to M for the 007 program and that Blofeld has been taken to a maximum security prison and that Spectre seemed to have vanished. Bond wants to know who is trying to kill him, and M reluctantly agrees after seeing the ring. Uh, oh, yeah, he picked up a ring from one of the bad guys, uh, and it's got the same Spectre sign on it uh, from the beginning of the movie. Um, he sees the ring and thinks that Spectre's back. He reinstates Bond one more time as a double O for one final mission. 
next, they go to Blofeld. They have some tense dialogue, and Blofeld reveals that it's not over yet, and that he has a contingency plan for all of this, and says, Scion. Uh, then there is a huge explosion, and the prison gets overrun by bad guys. Blofeld escapes. Bond has a fight with a mixture of prisoners and armed men. He gets out of the prison and gets in his Aston Martin. Cue a car chase scene around London. Big explosion. Practical effects. The works. <laughs> Bond and Madeline try to keep up with Blofeld's car, which ends up at London City Airport. Bond and Madeline fight their way onto a cargo plane, but it's take as it's taking off. Bond is left hanging, holding uh, onto the plane and also holding onto Madeline, who's uh, like dangling below. The scion is then relieved, revealed. It's Daniel Brühl, uh, Blofeld's son. Um, he kicks Bond off, but not before Bond uses a tracking beacon for his watch from his watch to hit onto the plane. The next. Uh, scene is back at Q's learning about Blofeld's son and how he was hidden from everyone for years they used uh, the tracker and find that the plane has stopped on a tiny island just off the coast of Norway travel montage we then have some more development of Bond's relationship with Madeline. Bond gets to the island maybe insert some infiltration scene here Bond, Madeline, and uh, both Madeline and James beat some people up and disguise themselves as bad guys in some overalls. Proper old Sean Connery, James Bond style. <laughs> they see the Blofelds getting on board a submarine and it's being loaded with missiles. They sneak on board but are captured. Then there is a bad guy speech saying that they are going to ransom the countries, uh, ransom countries, and if they don't, they will blow them up. Ah. Bad guy speech. Uh, Bond and Madeline are put in a in a bulkhead in like a room, and it starts filling up with water. Classic bad guy slow death type thing. They uh, get they get out, fight their way to the bridge, have a massive fight scene, both kicking ass. Bond ends up killing Daddy Blofeld, but is injured by Son Blofeld. Just as it looks like he's going to kill Bond, <laughs> Madeline shoots and kills the son. And they get off the submarine, and for no reason it blows up. Um, <laughs> last scene is back at Q's. They all say bye to Bond. Then all of a sudden, the elevator starts to come down. It opens, and Bond says, who's that? M says, the new 007. The camera pans up from the shoes uh, to reveal... Whoever you want it to be. Nice, <laughs> 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 nice. <End. laughs> Great. Whoever stuff. Matt wants to be is in those shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No pressure. <laughs> cool. End okay. of movie. Okay. Thank you very much, Russ. Thank you for a good pitch. Um, right. So, I th it, you've kind of answered it anyway. Both of my questions here. Um, how would it fit into the overall Daniel Craig arc? And what do you envision is the next movie? Um, so it fits in that he's just still got one more thing to do. Like, the only way... Yes, he kept um, Blofeld alive, but clearly 
that was the wrong thing and that he needed to put him down because he's licensed to kill. Madam isn't though. She's going to jail. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to jail. Um, So yeah, I think this is one like final mission to get rid of Spectre, uh, to get the head of the snake and then yeah, hopefully everything else. And then the next movie can either be like a total new story, new bad guys or it could be, uh, you know, that person and uh, getting rid of the the remnants of Spectre. There might be still people out there. You could have someone else, or yeah, or a totally different story. Cool. Thank totally you very much. Bad guy. Um, Thank I will you. leave any further questions to later. And straight away, I'm going to move swiftly over to Mr. Drew Toynbee. Hello there. Your title and one liner, please. Um, okay, so my title is the prop or 007, the property of a lady, uh, which is one of the one of the few short uh, Ian Fleming short story titles that hasn't been used yet. Cool. Um, the uh, the one-liner is Blofeld's contingency plan is kicking in for if he was captured, his final Hail Mary all or nothing to take, to take back as much as he can, and Bond is brought back in one last time to stop it. Contingency plans, love it. Take it away. Um, so we open on a mission. There's an agent, like in a balaclava, or all shot from behind in the shadows, infiltrating a base, um, and discussing that they're taking down. They've been they've been taking down what's left of Blofeld's organization. We hear Bond's voice on the radio, um, and you hear other people sort of talking on on the line. And at the end of the mission, it's revealed that the person in the balaclava isn't Bond, even though they've been referring to 007. Bond is in the control room. He's like he's coaching this new 007 agent who can be Danny Radcliffe why not <laughs> oh, it's Tom Holland there we go um and and they they do the mission they blow everything up they they get the hard drive they were trying to get and they kill all the baddies and everything's great um titles property of a lady I want Michael Bublé channeling Shirley Bassey I want a big bold brassy return to like 60s Bond style things um so we cut back to london bond and madeline are still working at mi6 they're still together um madeline is like their their psychiatrist who works with agents if they've been through tough stuff in the field and she works with people they've captured and bond is training the new 007 he's like a consultant um they have like a couple times in there they're they're going to the park and having picnics and having coffee and talking about all the crazy stuff they do at work like it's normal like couple chat like talking about russian decommissioning some missiles and they've lost some of them but like it's just casual conversation that they have while they're doing the washing up and stuff um Uh, I've covered that Um, Madeline is revealed to be having regular conversations trying to psychoanalyze Blofeld and a conversation comes up and he's referring to um, cradles of life and being as lost as a single leaf in the rainforest and lots of other things and uh, in the conversation Madeline also notes that it's interesting that he took his mother's name but there's no record of what happened to her but he clams up he doesn't mention his mother um then they they get the results back from analysing the hard drive and all the data that was taken from the first mission. The new 007 found fragments of data from a scrubbed hard drive and Q's looking at that. But they've also, like the big thing is that they've found 
um, what they believe is Blofeld's final base. It's deep in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. It's cut off from all communication, so no one's known it was there. And Madeline's like, oh yeah, he's, bit, he's sort of talked about rainforests and the cradle of life and things like that. This makes sense. Um, so M is like, we need to get, we need to finish this. But this is in Brazil. Like, we can't send the army. That would be a huge international incident. So they send the entire double O division, double O's one through nine, are all dropped in. And it's like uh, like the Lumerian Star opening sequence from Winter Soldier. Like, it's proper badass. These are like the double O's all in their prime, all doing super secret infiltration, doing a halo jump. And it's nighttime. They've got silent weapons. They're doing cool hand to hand. Um, and it looks like they're about to bring the whole place down and then when they are all inside boom it all gets absolutely obliterated and the entire 007 on the entire 00 section is wiped out they're all gone um and so they obviously bond like barges down to see blofeld and he's gloating he's saying that he's surprised that bond had the self-awareness to see his limits and step down from being a double o and he didn't expect that um but even so, now that he's the only washed up, broken, neutered old bulldog that they have, he won't be able to stop what's coming now there's no one else left. Um, and everything that he said to Madeline was was a trap to get them to go to the Amazon so that they would all be killed off. And Blofeld's like, I admit, my hatred of you made me make mistakes. I was too emotional in the past, but now I'm embracing my hatred. Everything that happens next is because of you, Bond. And he laughs maniacally and says, time's ticking away and then doesn't say anything else. Um, so obviously M immediately reinstates Bond, even though he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to risk dying and losing Madeline, but they all agree it's the only option. He's too experienced, he's too valuable. Um, so they go and work on the only lead that they have left, which is the data Q was repairing from the hard drive. And they do some real detective work and real like investigation and realise that the references to some jewellery that is being sold at auction in London repeatedly by a single person and they investigate and the jewellery is an alloy of gold and meteorite metal and they have to do a heist and they break in and steal a piece of the jewellery that someone had bought because they can't get a sample and they analyse it and they realise it's the meteorite from Blofeld's crater base in the last movie so they know it's linked to Blofeld um, they find out there's another auction coming he tails the woman with a woman who's selling all the pieces and follows her to find out where the money is going afterwards but where the jewellery also comes from um, Bond then finds the jewellery maker he's named Auric and he has two golden prosthetic fingers on the end of his left hand because he lost two fingers smelting the jewellery um, and Bond fights his way into the base wherever in the world it is in, in the most tourist friendly place that we can put it um, he kills everyone big action scene and then he gets quite dark interrogating Auric um, and he gets the information out and there's one small cell left and their plan is to set off a nuclear bomb in the centre of London using stolen Russian plutonium from the decommissioned missiles. Uh. Um, and they built it in this facility. They want to start World War Three. They'll they'll use Russian nukes. So America will think Russia did it and everything living will be destroyed apart from anyone that Blofeld has provided for and it's the Queen's birthday or the Lord Mayor's parade or whatever big big British event is coming up and Bond's like Blofeld will do it then he knows that will be the biggest statement 
Um, and so Bond goes to leave Auric like injured, but he's going to leave him alive. And then he tries to shoot Bond. So Bond does the turn, turn and fire classic pose and kills him. Um, so Bond races back to London and Madeline and Q, everyone, um, they try to covertly find these bombers. They know that if they make a big scene, they'll just blow up the bomb so they can't have the police cancel everything. Um, and so they do more investigating and Q makes sensors that follow traces of the meteorite because they've got a sample and it has a specific chemical composition. So they're all going around London finding people wearing the jewellery. But if, if they find the jewellery, that's not it. They need to find the bomb that has the traces of the metal on it. And eventually, obviously, it's Bond and Madeline closing in on someone on Trafalgar Square. It's the bomber. He's got a big backpack on. They're about to get him after a frantic run and Madeline spots someone watching them about to shoot Bond as he approaches. She dives in front of the bullet and gets hit. Bond doesn't have time to register. He's fighting two assailants trying to stop them from detonating the bomb as everyone's like rushing around in Trafalgar Square around them. Eventually he wins and he disarms it. You've got the Bond theme swelling. He's stood in front of the big lions and um, Nelson's column. It's all very iconic. But then he drops everything, rushes to Madeline. She's unresponsive. But she pulls through and mm. a few weeks later she's recovering and Bond goes to see Blofeld. He tells him he failed once and for all. Bond's revenge is that Bond's revenge is that he will live well and he will even take care of Blofeld's loved ones. And finally, Bond and Madeline follow where the money from the jewellery was going. And as well as funding Goldfinger in the final cell, it was paying for the care of an old woman and it's Blofeld's mother. And Bond visits her and she remembers him from when he was a boy and he admits he was in some small way responsible for the loss of her husband and her son, but he'll he'll take care of her, he'll keep her safe. And then Bond leaves with Madeline, the property of his lady. The end. There you go. Thank you very much. Very in-depth. Um, same question yes, for you. How does so your long. movie fit into the Craig arc <laughs> and what would happen next? Um, so I've left it I've left it open as to whether like they I they, I would have them mention they will train new double O's, but it's going to take time. Um, and so if Craig wanted to, if you could keep him on, he is still a double O at the end of the movie. He's been reinstated. And so if there's another good storyline, he can carry on. Or he can stay on as a consultant. He can become the new M. Why not? Um, as far as how it fits into the arc... I, just, I I wanted to carry on the Blofeld story. I wanted it to be something that fit the fact that Blofeld has dedicated his whole life to taking over the whole world, but also fucking over James Bond. Um, <laughs> and I just thought it was interesting that he took his mother's name and there's literally no mention of his mother like in in the previous film whether she died, whether Bond met her, whether whether they didn't. And I like the fact that these films have started to have started to actually respect their female characters a bit more and so i thought it would be quite interesting to have bond actually end his or have daniel craig's bond end his run of movies getting a new parent figure and leaving with the woman he loves thank you very much cool two down andy henry one to go what's the title of your movie do you have a one-liner I do. Um, my title is The Phoenix's Ashes, and the one-liner is 007 has to save the world once again, but not in the way we think. Interesting. Take it away. 
Okay, so James Bond, Daniel Craig, is playing a high-stakes poker game in Vegas. We learn that he is on one final mission before retiring, and he is clearing up the, uh, clearing up the remaining pieces of the fa failed Nine Eyes slash Spectre program. Uh, the last person to hunt down, the last person um, he has to hunt down is playing opposite him. A fight breaks out and 007 kills everyone except his target who escapes to the roof. Bond corners him and the target tries to explain that Spectre was just the beginning and there was an organisation behind Spectre who will rise up from the ashes of the fallen world. He hugs a laptop close to his chest. Bond kills the target and picks up the laptop. As he smiles we see a bullet fly through one of his temples and come out the other. Bond drops the laptop and falls to the casino building. We see a pair of feet walk up and pick up the laptop, leading to the, bon leading to the title James Bond, The Phoenix Ashes, a song by Lana Del Rey. Six months later, M and Q are at the headquarters and say since Bond's death, a terrorist group known as the Phoenix has been secretly blackmailing world leaders with information obtained through the Nine Eyes program. Q says he misses Bond, but before he can finish the name, M says to, not, to never speak of past agents, and that man is dead, but the name will live on. The old um, 006 has been promoted, but Q says he doesn't like... Uh, he, he do, sorry. The old 006 has been promoted, but Q says the new guy doesn't fit the mould of 007 and doesn't get a good vibe from him. M says maybe they need a different mould. Enter Ildris Elbalera. Enter Ildris Elba as a broody, rough type of 007. He's briefed on what happened and says he needs to go to Germany and believe they are the latest country to be targeted. The Chancellor is holding a party tonight and they need to find her and question her. 007 says they, or we in the film, and M says that he's going to need another pair of eyes with him and partners him up with a younger 00 agent. Enter Robert Patterson, who tries to introduce himself, but 007 doesn't care and calls him X. He says he doesn't want a partner, but M makes him and, and they leave. I was laughing. Have I, have I done like a, uh, an Aquaman thing no, again? No, I'm just no, loving no, that you put in Idris Elba and Robert Pattinson. Yeah, and I was going to say, remember, about everyone remember always, what we talked about at the start yeah, of the film? You're always like, in the review section like, oh, hey, what about this thing? It definitely <laughs> won't come up in my pitch. <laughs> um, just remember what everyone said, I guess. I guess. Okay. Um, where were we? In Germany, 007 and X climb into and infiltrate a building holding the party, taking out any guards they find along the way. When they get to a safer position, they take off their overalls and reveal tuxes. 007 looks for the Chancellor and gets, close to, uh, gets closer by asking a beautiful girl, Cynthia, to dance, played by uh, Rosario, uh, Rosario Dawson. Uh, while dancing, they flirt a little and 007 dances uh, them over to where the Chancellor is standing. He overhears that someone has arrived and, sees, uh, and the uh, Chancellor is escorted into the room. 007 radios to X, who travels through the air vents until he can hear and see what's going on in the room. He hears that Phoenix has full control of the, uh, the German government and their next target is China, and they plan to kidnap a certain high-ranking government official played by a Chinese actress. As 007 is dancing with the girl, the room is invaded by masked, masked men and they shoot, but it's unclear who they're shooting at. 007 and X escape after a couple more fights and head off to China. 007 and X sneak into the Chinese government and find the Chinese official who tells them thanks to the Nine Eyes program, Phoenix is hacking into the world's leaders' computers one by one and soon they'll be able to control the world from one laptop. She says Phoenix uh, are a group of ex-government military from all over the world who want to start a new world order. They, uh, they get told that Phoenix only needs Russia and then they have total world control. Uh, some goons break in and another fight breaks out. The official dies trying to, uh, saving 007 and X, either by taking a good bullet or jumping on a grenade or something. <laughs> in Russia, 007 starts, starts saying to X about how the world is messed up and because of the Nine Eyes, uh, the more we try to fix things, the more things get worse. X says, well, we can't trust the hands of the Phoenix to, c to control the world. They get into a car chase when the Phoenix's goons 
sorry, they get into a car chase with uh, Phoenix's, Phoenix's goons. Uh, they escape with the help of Cynthia, who says she's working for the Russian government and also uh, is after the Phoenix. She knows their hideout is where they're hacking into the government and takes 007 and X there. That's a horribly crafted sentence. Jesus. Um, at the hideout, the big end fight happens as 007, X and Cynthia fight their way through the base until they see the boss. We can either, you know, maybe we can bring it back and have Blofeld or we can have, um, what's his name, Andrew Maxfield, the Sherlock guy in it. Um, he says they're too late and the Phoenix has control of the world. He tries to escape. Cynthia tells X to catch him while she and 007 try to stop the hack. And we cut to X and the Phoenix fighting. 007 tries to stop the hack, but before he can, Cynthia shoots him in the arm. She explains that she's the real boss of the Phoenix and the people they were just, that they just killed were the Russian military. They had the laptop and Cynthia needed it. Uh, and she needed 007's help to steal it. Cynthia offers 007 a chance to join her, but says he says no, and they fight. Cut back to X killing uh, the, the boss or the goon, uh, and he starts to walk back over to 007. 007 is losing the fight and gets pinned by Cynthia. She holds a gun to his head and says that he knows she knows how 007 feels about the world and how it needs saving, and the Phoenix can do that. She offers 007 one more chance to join, and as X enters the room, he sees 007 hand in hand with Cynthia. They have a little fight while X tries to convince 007 he's wrong, but 007 says this is the only way. Cynthia, Cynthia calls in a helicopter who blows up a wall with a rocket and lowers a rope ladder so 007 and Cynthia can climb up. Once, the, uh, once in the copter, Cynthia tries to blow up the building holding X uh, with the rocket, and we have a one final action scene with X escaping a crumbling building. Once X is safe, he sees the helicopter fly above him, uh, and he hears M over his radio say, Report! What happened? Where's 007? Where's 007? Perfect. Well, um, wow. <laughs> I mean, my my question's half redundant, but I'm intrigued to see how it would fit into the narrative arc of the Daniel Craig mm. series. We know what happens to Daniel Craig's 007. <laughs> yeah, so I went with the, yeah, like, uh, a line in Casino Royale, I think Ross maybe said earlier, which I did actually think of, where they he kind of mentions that, or someone mentions that they, their lifespan, their lifespan isn't that long and stuff. And I went with the whole title passing idea. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the end of Daniel Craig unfortunately dies, uh, but the start of the new Bond, who actually isn't 007, he never gets he 007 gets the title of that, but X, who is uh, Robert Pattinson. Uh, will be the next Bond, will be the the Bond, the new film. And basically, yeah, I want like the title. They kind of get rid of maybe 007 and have James Bond be like the, the actual code name going forward. Okay. What would happen in the next film? Um, I actually want it where the, the world has been taken over. So like, and it's the a very small group of like, say, uh, MI6 agents and the new Bond um, try, taking on the world. And we could, I mean, it'd be a bit of a cop-out to clear it up in that one movie, but this could be, like, the next three to five movies is basically James Bond bringing the world back from the clutches of evil. Cool. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. You've all had your pitch. I've asked my question, my burning questions, too, in this case. I'm going to hand it over to you while I mull over your pitches. Um, In the meantime, go ahead, boys. It's debate time. Get your Wolf and PPKs out and fire away. Three. I mean, Drew's obviously seen Deadpool 2 recently with uh, this 007 army taking the X-Force route of just getting killed off instantly. Well, not instantly, like having a really badass like 10 minute... But, 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 but gone. Yeah. What, of all the things you could pick... <laughs> that, oh, I've got that, many more. I've got like many more. No, no, no. 
Yeah, no, it, it just made me laugh. Just like, I was like, X Force, and then she even says it in the film's derivative, and I was like, it's just funny. It just made me think of nah, it. That's fair. Um, I thought okay, it was more like Suicide Squad, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that passed. You should uh, pick mine, Matt, because mine's classic James Bond. Yeah, action scenes. Uh, I think that Blofeld in mine, like, you need more with Blofeld because he only had a little bit of Spectre. Yes, he was in the movie, but you didn't get much of him. And I feel there was more scope for that. Whereas Andy kills off James Bond in the first <laughs> 10 minutes of his movie. Yes, it's bold, but I don't know how you're going to market that with a yeah, picture. That's, like, that's on a good point. How are I you going to... I got... Yeah, go on. <laughs> How are you, who's going to be on the poster? Is it going to be Idris Elba? If this, if this is obviously like my world and I have complete control of it, I would... I, and if we can get away with it, I you would don't. have it very much like the end game trailer <laughs> where they didn't show much. Yeah, and I would I would okay. very much try and advertise it as this is Daniel Craig's last Bond film, but we don't show anything else. So it'd be hard because obviously he's only like in the first couple of bits and stuff. But if I had, you know, if I, if no one, no producers or studio execs was like, no, we obviously got to advertise Idris Elba and Robert Pattinson, then I would love to do that. I would love that that kind of hit that twist. Yeah, it's uh, a good it's a end. good twist. It's a bold twist for five movies to build up this character for then to just shoot him in the head in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> hey of man, the movie. They, they all have a limited lifespan, that's what they this said. They all they, knew, they all know what they're signing up for. Yeah. Um and right. Drew's uh, Drew doesn't have much like he's got some bits of like espionage and stuff, but I feel it's just very a bit like yeah. What? There's not, there's not much action. I don't think there's much massive action scenes in his. There is a couple. Don't get sure, me wrong. Sure, agree, agree with that. For me, Drew's movie how, doesn't how start many, until How many through, massive but... action scenes does Skyfall have, which is like widely renowned to be maybe the best Bond film? Loads, mate. Yeah, loads. Oh right. Okay. Uh, oh great. Because <laughs> I think it has about four, which is pretty much what mine has. But no. there we go. Okay. Rubbish. Um, um also, I'd like to point out, Andy, what about Madeline? Yeah. Like, just no reference to her at all. Oh yeah. Uh, when he's playing that. cards and stuff, he can maybe say, like, oh I can't wait to go home to my wife. But um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then he's shot in the head. Yeah. And then she he's yeah, he's shot I in the head. I hope I don't yeah. die. <laughs> I hope I really don't die on my way home after I've been on the And then he looks at the camera and just winks. It winks, yeah. <laughs> Drinks a Heineken and winks yeah. the camera. I am um, with I mean, so okay, yeah. Before I before I tear in, I think I I feel like with mine, I, Ross's also follows on very directly, um, but I I feel like mine is more emotionally true to Bond's journey thus far, and the fact that he's reticent about being pulled back in, and that I I feel like having him still be working at mi6 is truer to the character rather than he's been off skiing for three years um, <laughs> no he was skiing at that specific moment of the film yeah, actually right, right. Was he hanging but also for like why why did blofeld's son spend take three years before he tried to get bond why did they take three years if they can if they can explode the prison to get him out exactly when they want to time it when bond's there why didn't they do it two and a half years ago because like, of fact plot that reasons. It, the fact that yeah. it happens exactly then feels very convenient. Yeah. So um, you could say that about my, the fucking fact that Blofeld is the arch ne- nemesis of 
the last four yeah, movies can, that they but, just. But, but we all inherited that fact. You you can drive your thing yourself. I did drive my thing. I just drove it for three years, and his son <laughs> was uh, waiting and biding his time and building up Spectre again. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> And yeah, I like ev- everything that everything Ross said about Andy's. I I'm with. Like I I swear that, and pardon me, I swear Andy agreed earlier when we said that Idris Elba's too old. Yeah, but, yeah, but he's not the he's not Bond. I also love the fact he that you have two twists 007. in it. You're like, I'm gonna kill Double off Daniel twist. Craig, yeah, and then oh, he's also a heel. Uh, you know, <laughs> a heel turn. We'll do a heel turn with Idris Elba. Right. Um, I've always wanted to see a good guy go bad, and this is it. We may as well do it in this so, franchise. It's a good reason. So yours, and... so yours. Uh, they we've go to China because they need to speak good guys to someone. Go bad in Bond movies. He get, he's constantly being double crossed. Mm-hmm. All yeah, the time. But we, yeah, but I want to see. I want to see the person that we're supposed to be rooting for. Also, the end. this is the thing: is the twist at the end of the audience where they go, "Oh shit! I actually didn't think he was going to take her hand at the last bit." They need to go to fucking PC World and get some antivirus for their, <laughs> yeah, for their those laptops. laptops because... <laughs> those, those double secret laptops that every world leader's <laughs> oh, yeah. been given. Give like, me the. Also, give me my secret laptop. Like, they put a and, number Andy's, on their password now. They just can't think of it. Andy's doesn't end again. <laughs> <laughs> it ha- it once again has no ending aside from that's, yeah that's oh, why the, I was like you can goody, have goodies baddie the boss can either be say I don't know I want it I want it to be new I want to be a new one but we can have both uh, Lofeld or what's his name Ma- uh, C he's dead what, the one he's, very dead. Dead. he's the definitely very much died yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, this film's so forgettable <laughs> <laughs> he died yeah he splattered on the floor um, I mean he, he, he might survive. With his brains out of his head, but you know, who knows? He, yeah, he even got the the comedy wobble his arms on the edge <laughs> yeah, yeah. moment. Did he, did he get the, uh, <laughs> the Wilhelm scream? Oh, oh my god, was that a Wilhelm scream? I don't <laughs> think it was. Mine's that gonna a, That's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, Drew's is just long. I feel like his movie doesn't start till halfway through until like Bond puts on the suit. I'm mean, like, if you're not going to use He's the younger Double Seven all the time. Yeah, no, but like, like metaphorically, <laughs> he doesn't actually put like he doesn't become Bond. Until he's like, yeah, this is the like the actual title. If you're gonna, yeah, yeah I do agree uh, with that younger, a little bit. The younger, the younger 007s, they take up like say half the film, and then you just get rid of them, and then the movie starts. Well, yeah, um, that's that's like the mid, the all is lost moment. But they've been doing the action stuff. I just, you could, I think you could do that. Stuff. That's a yeah, but that's just a lot. Like, who are we supposed to be? Who's the main character? Or, is it like Bond. mine, where you're, where he's James just Bond. sitting, he's sitting in the room, kind of. Yeah, he's still he can still be the central emotional character and still. But wouldn't like, we be following because... more the people on the mission? Well, wouldn't no, we you're following both of them. More you're about following those. him in the earpiece. You're not following like, him. He's telling not them anywhere. what to do, watching their mm. feeds, like whilst watching them do badass stuff, and him being like, "Go over there, 006, There's three people to your right, or check that thing." Like showing his knowledge. It's mm. very easy for him to still be the primary character driving those characters. It's hard for the character to be in jeopardy in the uh, the whole, like, say, first hour or when he's just literally the guy in the chair. That's why I kind of laughed a little bit, not no, in a but, bad way, but it was like he's a guy in the chair. But you don't have to. You don't have to have it be like from minute one of a movie, the world is going to end, and you have two hours to save it. That's well, not you're how... doing a Bond. No, That's you don't. Bond. That is not how Bond movies work. Also, when is Mumby okay with he just comes in at the end and goes? I killed your son and she's like oh give me a hug well there would be a little more and I don't know what your scripts are like when you write them Andy but mine would be a bit longer than that <laughs> yours is long enough already um, for me Ross's is a Bond film 
insert son, basically. I don't think it's any it's much different. Yeah, I think he was criticizing Drew about secret agenting, but I, I, how much have you got in yours? Me, he Mine's does. Got some in. They they infiltrate the island of Norway, then they get in the sub submarine. I yeah, just not secret agenting. That's just getting a submarine. Yeah, but no, he's got to do some stuff. <laughs> he's just got going to do down some a ladder. infiltrating the island. Like, yeah, like what? That's... What's he got to do? He's got well, to be I've a got spy. dancing, and I've got listening, and I've got all of this. <laughs> Uh, mine, so yeah, mine, I, I, mine, I, my, my whole thing, yeah, is it's the idea of passing this title on, title on, but it's a new title. It's not the 007 anymore. It's James Bond. Um, say so we've already got, yeah, a sequel set up, ready for the next five films or whatever. Um, Which is basically just uh, the Spectre organization, just called the Phoenix organization. No, because <laughs> I want the Phoenix Rebrand. to be like the head. He was going to be the head of the, the actual head of the octopus, or on top of the octopus or something. No, okay. Uh, okay, I've heard enough. So, so, Ro so Rosario Dawson her. was telling Blofeld to be upset. So Rosario Dawson, who's younger than Blofeld and James Bond, went <laughs> oh, no, back in mom. time, that's, that's, this set a, them this up. This is in a different movie. That her mum and, and Blofeld was getting it on a little bit. Uh, oh, then, didn't uh, hear that. She's didn't actually, hear that in she's the actually pitch. a little bit. That doesn't sit. <laughs> yeah, because that's not relevant to this film, though, is it? It's relevant yeah, it to this film. I come, I come to you with a trilogy, not just the one. You might not with the, the other We're not called not trilogy, Pitch. Yeah, yeah. I only want one. You might I'm not, not want greedy. the other two. That's it, yeah, but I'm going to come <laughs> with you. Anyway, I have heard enough. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Um, I've had time to mull it over and think about all your ideas. Honestly, for once, I kind of feel like I would like to mash all three of you together to make a, a sequel. Mm. Um, Drew, I very much actually like, even though Andy doesn't. The idea that for a big portion of it, Bond is the man in the chair. He's training the new 007, Andy, who I am up for someone who's filling a gap to become a, you know, to have a bit of a heel turn. Um, I'd be intrigued to see where that goes. However, maybe do we need to kill off Bond in the first 10 minutes of a Bond film? Always a bit tricky. Um, Ross, <laughs> I very much like the idea that Blofeld <laughs> is out there and we get a lot more Christoph Waltz because he's a wasted talent often in movies you know and i like the idea of um putting the three of your movies together to create a sequel in the ideal world that is what i would do however this isn't the ideal world this is earth reality <laughs> it hits home it hits hard the truth of the matter is um yeah there's they're all good pitches i like all the movies the standalone ones I have to be honest, Andy, like, whilst I say I love the idea of having this heel turn, that just taking Daniel Craig out in the first 10 minutes and going with the idea that you're going to just launch off a new franchise where actually 007's the bad guy is really difficult to kind of put a producer hat on and say, yeah, I'd sign that off. Um, however, I still really like what you're doing, bringing in Patterson, bringing in Alba. You listened in the earlier chat. I like that you went with my, my idea of a new Bond. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we need more to tie in Blofeld. We need to find out what happened to Madeline and stuff like that to just kind of write them out. You know, it doesn't really give much of a kind of natural follow-on from the current story arc, but that's not a problem in itself in some ways. Um, Ross, I enjoy that you've kind of very much gone for breaking Blofeld out, giving him giving him some strength, giving him a bit of a, a bit more of a presence, bringing in his son. Cool. I mean, you love a family drama. Clearly, you like to bring in family members that have got disgruntled, <laughs> disgruntled revenge on their mind. Um, but yeah, I like it. I I feel like there's sometimes a little bit of a lack of jeopardy in it. Um, 
I feel like it's very good for the action side of things, but maybe a little light on, uh, you know, other than when he's saving Madeline, what is Daniel Craig fighting for sometimes is kind of what I was asking. But I, again, like the movie as a whole. Drew, likewise, I enjoy what you've done with it. I enjoy that you're paying respect to the fact that Daniel Craig is getting ready to pass the baton on. Um, I enjoy the whole training thing. I enjoy the idea of the X-Forcing, them rushing in. You know, them all dying is, if it's filmed right and directed right, will have a massive impact and be really like, holy fuck moment. But I do agree it could have the chance of being like, ha, fucking idiots, all that training. <laughs> you know, it's just got to be filmed right and played out right, but it can then, you know, give some real fuel. I enjoy the dark bond. I feel like we could go more with it. Um, and the reason that I was asking what would happen next was I was intrigued to see if you would all go with a Daniel Craig movie afterwards, even though we know full well that this is probably his last one. But with all that said, um, there is, for me, they're all they're all great movie pitches. I like it when we all come up with great pitches. Um, but for me, there is one that kind of sits there as the most natural Bond sequel from, from what we've seen with Spectre and from the other Bond films. So this week, our winner is... Mr. Drew Toynbee. Oh, what a surprise. What I mean, mean Andy, yours is so far off being a Bond film, I have to say, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's to a great honest, Bond I was film. Ready, I was ready to lose this week. I had no ideas. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm relieved. Because <laughs> yeah. it was a great movie pitch, but I don't think yeah. it works no, to be honest, as a even if, Daniel Craig James even Bond Even if I had pitch. a... Yeah, no, definitely kill him off in the first five minutes. That's yeah. You're it's sick. not his. It's not You're his franchise. Now. Your marketing team would hate you. No, we you. need, we need that jeopardy. We need that these people can actually. That's not die jeopardy. That's people wanting a refund. Drew Toynbee, our host. Next episode. What are we sequel pitching? Our next episode will be releasing on the fifteenth of October. And so things are getting a little bit spooky around here. Um, and actually, on the 15th of October, certainly in the States, there is a certain sequel being released. A certain sequel called Halloween Kills. So to get in on all of that free marketing for our podcast, <laughs> you guys, and I hate this because I'm not good with horror movies... <laughs> But I think that you guys need to go and watch the 2018 sequel boot, Halloween. Awesome. inside out face. There you have it. Well, Sorry. thank you very much, gentlemen. Another well thought, uh, very British spy sequel <laughs> pitch. Um, with there is very little else to say this episode i'm very impressed with you all if you guys are impressed with the sequel pitches did i make the right choice should we have gone with something a bit more brazen and daring should we have gone with something a bit more actiony and chaotic who knows i picked Drews. who was your favorite let us know on all our social media platforms we are at sequel pitch or at sequel pitch podcast on instagram Follow us, give us a like, let us know how you feel. If you have a pitch for Spectre or any of the other episodes that we've recorded so far, do get in touch, let us know. We'd love to read them. We may even read them out. Who knows? 
But for now, scary stuff. It is. <laughs> it's a very spooky goodbye from Andy Henry. <laughs> <laughs> he missed his own cue. He's too busy laughing. That was Andy saying goodbye. It's an even goodbye. spookier goodbye from Ross Holmes. It's not Halloween yet, Matt. I'm building up the suspense for the next episode. All right. Good. Who did you just say? I Me. Said you. Sorry, Ross. Oh, uh, goodbye, you massive, massive C. Deserving. <laughs> and of course, it's a very, very big goodbye from this week's winner, Drew Toynbee. Goodbye. Oh, oh I didn't like that. He's <laughs> getting well into the speaker theme, too. And as your host this week, Matt Washington, it's me saying goodbye. Copy reply. Copy reply. Kill James Bordeaux.